SMC Podcast. Welcome back to the SMC Podcast. I'm Jamin, uh, one of the pastors in the Free Methodist Church in our conference. And uh, on the line today, I've got Tom Jacobs. Tom, how you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Jamin. How are you, sir? I am good and about to be even better when I figure out everything that's going on. Because uh, I'm sitting in conference meetings all the time and I'm hearing uh, stuff that's going on at the Chandler Center. And I'm putting pieces together because they all know it a lot better, and I'm trying to catch up with speed, and and this will do the trick. So um, for people who are listening right now and thinking to themselves, what's the Chandler Center? What, what are we doing over there? Well, just to uh, um, strike up that conversation, it goes back to an older thing you might be more aware of, thinking of uh, the Lincoln Park Church. A few, what was that, a year ago, about a year ago or so, it was the announcement that uh, Lincoln Park Church was closing, and and when that happens, you end up with you know empty space. So you got to figure out what am I going to do with this? Uh, are we going to sell this building, try something else out? And the Chandler Center is uh, basically installed in the old Lincoln Park Church. So uh, Tom, maybe you can catch us up to speed and and just fill us in on the details as to that transition and where it's ended up now and all that. Sure. So. In the beginning for us, um, you know, my wife, Jennifer and I, we have, uh, we spent time serving in the Southern Michigan conference, uh, at the Ferndale church, uh, and youth ministry. And so we have, we have a general idea of what, uh, the Southern Michigan conference was about. And, uh, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth in ministry, um, in the Metro Detroit area. And so I knew about the Lincoln park church and it just so happens as uh, Jennifer and I, I uh, came back from serving in the uh, Georgia Alabama conference for uh, a good period of time. We came back to Michigan to help the Credimans be a part of their Harbor church, which was out of the um, the Taylor Free Methodist or the Taylor Light and Life Church. So we knew about Lincoln Park, and uh, we always wondered, you know, the the future of Metro Detroit churches was always a concern for us. Jennifer and I have loved Detroit for as long as we can remember, and so. As we served with the Harbor Church with the Quatermans, and as we transitioned uh, to the Dearborn Free Methodist Church, where Pastor Dustin Weber was serving, and as uh, uh, Eric Uesquitz and his uh, pastoral um, wife team with Becky, they came in. Uh, we were looking for ways to help out and be a part of what God was doing in the metro area. Um, so, when um, I guess it was about a year or so ago now, I want to say the the Lincoln Park Church had been closed for uh, a few months. Uh, it became pretty evident that the denomination or the conference was going to, you know, put the building up for sale. And uh, if that worked out, then things would go a certain way. But in in the middle of all of that, there was a conversation that sounded a lot like this: "Hey, if it doesn't sell, or uh, if it shouldn't sell, what would we do with it?" And <clears throat> that conversation uh, started with a few different people, and then was brought to uh, my wife Jennifer and I. And um, the the biggest part was. I think our proximity, we only live a few miles from that actual building in the town of Allen Park. And um, the second part was probably some of our, our ministry background, but the 
the long story short was basically this. We, there was a group of us that sat around and prayed and sought the Lord and said, what, what is the best thing to do with that place, with that space? And uh, it became pretty obvious after a short period of time with different people who had uh, knowledge of the situation or influence over the situation that something, something really uh, neat and unique could be done with the building and with the area. And that is um, the, the, the birth of what would become the Chandler Center because we began to say over you know, different meals or different conversations or on the phones, like what would be, what would be the best use? You know, we sought God and we said, God, what would you have us do with this place? And, um, two words really came out of it and it was this service and support. So in light of those two words, you know, what, what would we do with a building like that? We would find ways to serve and we would find ways to support. And that's where we get, uh, our mission statement from, which is to, to love the community of Lincoln Park through service and support. And uh, from there, it, once we figured out that God had, had said yes to doing something with the space, with the property, um, and even with some of the people that used to be a part of what was going on there, um, it became it became real easy to say, all right, let's do something. And meeting with really smart people and really adventurous people and uh, really creative people the idea that it would be a community center of sorts that would rent space to those who needed it, um, that we would, you know, have different phases where uh, different things would occur. Uh, but everything is, everything is filtered through the idea that, uh, we would serve the community and we would uh, support people that are already served in the community. So, um, that's really it. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a terribly difficult process. We had, uh, wonderful people like Craig Simons and, uh, pastor Eric, uh, you know, helping us figure certain things out. Um, and the building itself, uh, what a testimony to the people of the Lincoln Park for Methodist Church. They really took care of that building and made it easy to move into. And uh, they really did a good job. Uh, I want to say that, you know, uh, even things like, you know, mortgage payments, the building was paid off. It wasn't, it wasn't difficult to find people who would take care of the lawn for us or, you know, help with snow removal, even things that uh, people like me who, probably tend to be on the more creative than practical side. Like I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but other people did. And so um, it made it real easy to say yes to the Lord that we would, you know, find something to do with the building. And out of that was birthed the Chandler center, which is a place where people can um, help support what's going on in Lincoln park, as well as find ways to serve the community. So they understand what, uh, what love looks like. That's awesome. Now I, uh, I grew up out that way in Westland, so not quite Allen Park but or Lincoln Park, but then I, I worked at a church in Allen Park for a while, and you guys are surrounded by all kinds of, you know, on every single corner, somewhere to go, somewhere to find something, and, and you guys have found that despite everything that's already in this area, this has served a, a great purpose then. You got it. The the notion that uh, the Downriver area or um, in particular Lincoln Park, um, that there, there are already a lot of people doing a lot of great things. That, that is not lost on us. In fact, uh, through different networking venues and avenues, you know, I've, I've found lots of people who already love, serve and support the city. But uh, one of the things that we've discovered through just asking people, you know, having conversations with, um, you know, long time. Uh, you know, born and raised types in Lincoln Park, even, even talking to people as part of the city council, even the mayor, like it's, it's really, um, 
it's the, the city of Lincoln Park in particular is really a block by block, area by area uh, kind of town. And so um, even if someone is doing something two uh, miles away, the people in a certain area would never even know or see it because of how just kind of partitioned it is. And we don't look at that as a negative. We look at that as a positive. Um, you know, part of our, uh, you know, our core values is um, proximity. So <clears throat> whatever it is that we do, we're, we're not designed to branch out and do, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 things. We're designed to say, what do the people that, uh, you know, the, the people, the doors that we can see from our porch, you know, if we're looking at our window, the front doors that we see, how can we serve them? How can we support them? Um, and that actually suits the the Lincoln Park mentality, you know, something that we didn't know going into it, but something that we discovered quite quickly. You know, even each block kind of has their own like little block leader. You know, one guy I talked to, you know, he, you know, people call him the mayor, but he, it's like a ten, little 10 house district where people kind of rely on him to, to be good and right and smart. And so we're trying to find ways to partner with guys like him or, um, you know, people that have the same kind of mentality. So uh, even though there are a lot of, um, people are right next door to each other, even living, you know, about three and a half miles away from, you know, door to door. Um, it, it's a different world. And so we, we've loved so far finding ways to get into the hearts and minds of the people whose doors we can see from our front porch. share with us like a story or um, some ways in which you've partnered with the city already that's uh, uh, just been really cool to watch happen? Sure. So <clears throat> there's a, there's a, a ministerial connection group that has people from all sorts of different denominations and backgrounds. Um, and they, <clears throat> through a, one of the former um, ministry leaders at the Lincoln Park Church, uh, have invited me to be a part of some of the stuff that they do within the city. They already, you know, they, many of them are Lincoln Park residents. Uh, you know, we're not, we're just a couple miles away, but the, um, you know, they know the mayor by first name. They, they, they do the city council meetings and they do all those kind of things. And they've welcomed me with open arms. And so even coming up uh, towards the end of May, there's a, there's a special occasion that happens where they've invited me to come and set up a table and, uh, you know, there's there's opportunities for us to be part of city council and, and lead in locations and so on. Um, but you know, even uh, you know, even more deeply than that, the people of Lincoln Park, uh, you know, the neighbors surrounding us, they've participated in different things that we're doing and have asked us for different things. Uh, you know, we have some folks that uh, lead uh, an exercise class, uh, which is you know relatively you know, new and modern, but it's a, it's called cardio drumming and there are people from Lincoln park, you know, city proper that participate in that. And that was actually the first time that we got a chance to meet with the mayor because he showed up as part of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people get drumsticks and put a big exercise ball in a bucket and, you know, smash it to the rhythm of, of, uh, you know, different kinds of music. And so, um, you know, we're able to uh, be a part of, of what people already want to do. And because we have the space for it, we can open our doors. Um, additionally, you know, we, we can go out into the neighborhood and, and, you know, talk to people. One of the first things we did was actually knock door to door and, and greet people and just let them know that, you know, the church was back so to speak, and that the building was going to be used again to, to serve and support. Um, there have probably been a lot of little things, but um, in the year or so since we made the decision to uh, to follow the Lord's leading and, and do something with the building, um, you know, things like, you know, monthly community dinners and the cardio drumming, we even rent space to a local uh, Spanish-speaking church who makes wonderful usage of the, of the space and, and use it as a center for serving and supporting. People have generously donated clothes for those who are in need and we're able to wash and fold and sort those and, and people can come through. We have a, a wonderful liaison with the school district where um, as needed, you know, kind of a case per case basis, they can come through and, and get stuff that they need. So maybe a lot of little things, but in the, in the year, you know, going through phase one of what Chandler center would be, um, you know, we're able to find different individuals as well as groups that we can serve and support. That's awesome. Now, does this, uh, is there like a specific name for, is this like an apostolic initiative? Would it be kind of classified as, or yeah, I'm trying to think of how, I'm trying to think of how you sure. define things like this just for people who always have their organizational boxes, you know? Sure. So I think, uh, apostolic initiative is good. You know, people who, people who are part of our cardio drumming and, um, you know, people part of the Spanish speaking church that we didn't begin, you know, they came over and needed the space. I think apostolic initiative is good because the gospel is, is spoken you know, during our community dinners. Those are turning into more of a, a dinner church as, as you may have heard that term. And so mm-hmm. you could use that. Um, you know, I, I, I preach community and I preach gospel during those times together. I think uh, fresh expression is another way to put it. Um, but the, the beauty of what we're trying to do is <clears throat> as the building itself or the space itself or the people on our executive team, um, you know, there may be lots of things that pop out of that that could that could be boxed into different stuff, and uh, we're open to all of it. So, Apostolic Initiative, Fresh Expression, these are probably very accurate. But the Chandler Center itself um, is part of the Revive Network and is uh, a nonprofit, um, and on on some levels, a non-religious uh, entity. And the design for that is to open uh, to open us up to maybe a few more places and people that might see a faith-based organization out of it or hear apostolic initiative and, and maybe a cringe or hide mm-hmm. or even put up a barrier. So um, the revived network um, and our classification officially helps us kind of keep our feet in both worlds, you know, for the, for the people who want faith-based things to serve and support and be a part of. Yes. For those who are just looking for a really strong community building group of people who love Lincoln Park, yes, they, they both work for to describe us. Gotcha. Yeah, we uh, we've just been launching so many hybrid models and <laughs> different ways of doing church over the last uh, few years here. That you know, every time you hear something new like this, it just becomes like a another paradigm shift for. Um, it just kind of, you know, maybe the Southern Michigan Conference, but also like church in general. You go to these conferences, they're talking about the fresh expressions, the finding a, a new way of reaching people and kind of redefining 
what church is, you know, not just getting together, singing songs. So uh, when we hear things like this, it's just a reminder to everybody listening, you know, we're we're looking for all different kinds of ways to to reach out, you know, to to perform the mission of Jesus, and it's really cool to look at uh, something that you know, you know we uh, have seen turn around, bring on new life, bring on new expression uh, as this Chandler Center, and it's something that uh, we can all be thinking about in our own lives. I mean, maybe you're even listening right now, and you're not a pastor in our conference, well, uh, there's ways to partner um, outside of that, too, because, Tom, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you got a full-time gig outside of this, right? I do, yeah. At at the risk of sounding like a commercial, you know, I work full-time for a heating and cooling um, company in Taylor, Michigan, which is another downriver community, and um, my wife, Jennifer, she works, um, we'll, we'll call it part-time, full-time, as a, as a mom and as a, uh, a member of the crew in her city team. Uh, which is a inner city ministry ministry of of crew, you know, formerly known as um, Campus Crusade for Christ. And so, uh, you know the the idea that Chandler Center can be something above and beyond what we all normally do, um, but is also absolutely normally what we ought to be doing, uh, is a big deal. You know, communicating to people that you don't have to be in full time ministry to be in full time ministry. That's something that's at our core. Uh, the people that lead different parts of what we do, none of them, uh, none of them are full-time ministers through Chandler Center, but all of them are constantly looking for ways to minister to people that we come in contact with. You know, we've had um, different people come to our, our community dinner, you know, people that live literally next door to Chandler Center. Uh, we've had, um, on multiple occasions, people that don't even have a home come and be part of what we're doing. Um and we have people that don't necessarily even live in Lincoln Park that just want to be part of what God is doing there. And we'll, we'll drive a few extra miles to, to say, this is, you know, this is where my heart is and I want to minister to the people here. And it's, it's unabashed. Um, you know, there's so many people that have given up their time and, and of their talents, uh, from Livonia and Westland, um, Dearborn, uh, Lincoln Park. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, I'm trying to think of anyone in that group that doesn't currently at least work part-time at a, a more of a nine to five style job, but man, they sure come ready to love and to serve. So it's, it's a pretty cool thing. I'm not alone in that. Uh, that's awesome. We've been talking um, in some of our uh, conference meetings recently about raising up leaders and investing in leaders. You know, I think church for so long has just been like the pastor does everything and we totally miss what is it, Ephesians? Ephesians uh, 4.12, that's like, you know, we're, um, whether you're a pastor or any kind of leader in the church, we're, we're equipping the saints for the works of ministry. So it's so cool. It's such a testimony to all of us that um, you can just take something on outside of what, <laughs> outside of your life and everything else you got going on. You guys are all partnering together to, to make something like this tick and move and breathe. So I think that's a great testimony to all of us. So we really appreciate you inspiring us in that way. Sure. Well, um, let me let me add something real brief to that then. So uh, equipping people you know, to do the ministry, um, thinking about the different spiritual gifts that we're all given, think about 1 Corinthians 12. And, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody does this, not everybody does that. But, uh, you know, everyone's an eye or everyone's an ear. Everyone has a role to play. And uh, the, 
uh, Deb, who's on our executive team, who also leads our cardio drumming uh, scenario, um, you know, our, we had our first salvation decision um, through cardio drumming. And uh, I spoke with the gentleman, uh, his name is Dave. I spoke with him at our most recent community dinner on May the 4th, which was a lot of fun, by the way, we had a dinner <laughs> that was Star Wars themed and oh, yeah. it was really cool. Um, but he expressed a desire after um, making a very, um, very real and strong salvation decision. He expressed a desire to get baptized and he wants Deb to baptize him and he wants me to be, you know, be part of the ceremony and he wants to, um, he wants to have, uh, the baptism, I think I want to say he was raised, uh, in a denomination where like, uh, baby baptism was a huge issue. And so, um, basically he was baptized about a month after he was born and on his 50th birthday, his 50th baptism birthday, he wants to get baptized and this time it have it be his own decision. And, um, all we did, you know, as a, a, a leadership team was keep our doors open, prove that we loved him and Deb, uh, someone who, uh, is a mature Christian on her own right. You know, she was the one who led them to the Lord. And so uh, we gave them space and encouragement and prayed for them. Uh, and they're, they're the ones who did the ministry work. You know, he doesn't, um, he doesn't come to Dearborn Free Methodist Church and sit in a pew. He goes to card. That's his church. And he comes to community dinner church and that's his church. And uh, those are the kind of things that not only do we uh, hope for, uh, we long for, and we uh, have at this point, I think, come to expect them. Uh, you know, we just have to we have to figure out how to work the baptismal at the old Lincoln Park Church. We know it's there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I uh, in the basement of our church, supposedly there's a water pump that fuels some cave full of water somewhere. I, I have yet to find it. So I that wish, sounds familiar. I wish you luck in that endeavor. From what I understand, <laughs> if you turn it on, it pretty much just explodes all over the stage. So I try well, we, to... We'll, we'll test it first. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, we had, when we were doing some of the cleanup and uh, we had a, a really cool garage sale to help, you know, make some space for what we were trying to do. One of the men who helped install the baptismal, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, he came by and said, you know, he kind of almost like secretly, <laughs> you know, if you, if you move this thing on the, on the stage, there's a whole baptismal in there. And we, up until that point, we didn't even know. So awesome. all of that, all connecting, um, connecting the, the future and connecting, you know, for us, church can be whatever people need it to be. We we make this promise to people that they will know Jesus for real, and we will preach the gospel, and we will use scripture, and that'll be everything else. But we'll we'll do it in whatever capacity that makes the most sense to them. Mm-hmm. But we also, my wife and I, we believe strongly in history and tradition, and making the connection from generation to generation. Um, both she, both my wife and I have experienced the life of. Um, the father and the life of Jesus, because people um, older than us, people in our family, mothers and, and grandparents and aunts and uncles helped us along those lines. And so we, we strongly value the history of the Lincoln Park Church and the people that we've, you know, when we went door to door, Jamie, we met people that had gone to the church for 40 years. Wow. Um, and and we we never want to look at that and go, well, that was the old way. That's That's not how we operate. We have Mm-hmm. We've worked very hard to connect what Jesus was doing before 
and what he's doing now to say, while it may look a little different, that the truth is still the truth, hmm. that people have value, that God wants to, wants to show you what love looks like, and he'll do it by any means necessary. And that is, that's one of the great uh, calls on uh, my wife Jennifer's life and my life, that people have volunteered so strongly and so readily. Um, and we, we never uh, make that gap. We want to bridge that gap. Awesome. Yeah, and I think that's a good call to end on to anyone who's listening right now, you know. God is love. Love is God. Find a way to bring that to your neighborhood. And uh, uh, we really appreciate the way that uh, Tom and his wife and his family and all these others have partnered with uh, the Chandler Center. And uh, we're looking for more ways and in all the places we're at to multiply and to reach out. So we just encourage you, um, pay attention to your own neighborhood, your own city. What can you do to show them who Jesus is, whether you're a pastor or not? Uh, whether you have any control over a building or not, you know, this is the Great Commission for us to get out there and show people who Jesus is, show them who love is. So, Tom, thanks for inspiring us today, taking some time to talk with us, and uh, we'll, uh, uh, we look forward to seeing the continuation of these stories as they move on down the road. Wait, it's my pleasure. I'm here to serve. Thanks, Jamin. SMC Podcast.